the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by Border Hawk News on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador. George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer, here in San Antonio. And uh, welcome to our show, my friends, on this beautiful Saturday, June 5th, 2021, uh, brought to you courtesy of Border Hawk News. I want to thank them for their sponsorship. Folks, we've got a great show for you as usual. We've got, uh, first of all, we've got Mr. Jason Jones, the uh, criminal expert, bar none, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, border criminal export expert. And uh, Jason is going to give us an update of what is happening with the cartels on the border, my friends. This is not good news. However, as usual, we tell you what needs to happen. Whether it happens thanks to our politicians or not, that's up to them. But we need to understand, my friends, that the cartels are controlling. They are a shadow government in in Mexico at this point, my friends. Mexico, as far as I am concerned, is a failed state. And they are controlling what is happening at the border on their side, and certainly on our side at this point, because we don't seem to be doing too much to, uh, to either address the problem of the cartels or to address the issue of the open border and securing the border. Now, on the contrary, we continue to hear from Biden and his administration that uh, we have a secure border, that the border is closed. Even, even Republican congressman, my friends, Republican congressman Tony Gonzalez, who, whose district is the largest, largest uh, border uh, in, in, in the nation, they, they are telling, his uh, office is, is stating that the border is closed, that there is no problem. And him and, and Senator Republican Senator Cornyn from Texas are working on the issue of trying to uh, put together uh, more funding uh, to uh, take care of kids on our side of the border. And all that does, my friends, I'm sorry, but all that does is just reward more illegal immigration of children, the abuse of children. Uh, we also have uh, Miss Agnes uh, Gibney. Uh, she is a, a uh, an angel mom. An angel parent is is a person who's lost a loved one to an illegal alien criminal. And I've got her on because I want her to talk to us about what is uh, the the the, um, the situation recently in Iowa with the illegal alien being uh, uh, being sentenced uh, for the murder uh, of the young lady in in Iowa, as well as the complete lacks of uh, the complete lacks. Of vetting, uh, or, or should I say, the complete vet, uh, lack of vetting uh, in, in at the border of these illegal aliens that are coming in. We have caught the border patrol has caught several criminals by accident, I guarantee. But they have caught several criminals coming back in that were wanted for everything from murder uh, to rape to uh, child molestation. I mean, it's incredible. And uh, and also the uh, Biden administration has turned has opened the jails. And turned all the detainees loose, including some uh, some that had been arrested for for uh, major offenses. So um, Agnes is going to give you her uh, her point of view on this thing. Uh, our final two guests, we've got uh, Brett Smith, who uh, is the attorney that um, provided that gave the uh, uh, a letter that provided a letter to the governor of Texas. Uh, Brent Smith is the uh, is the uh, attorney for uh, the rural county of of Kenny, Texas, uh, and he uh, provided the the uh, I would I, you know I've got to give him credit that he provided kind of like the foundation uh, for the declaration that has now been uh, signed by the, uh, uh, the declaration of disaster that has now been signed by the, the governor of Texas. 
related to that, we've also got Raúl Reyes, who is a uh, a, a resident and an activist on the border. He's also a talk show host on his own radio program. I had to get him on to, to get uh, an idea of uh, this declaration that the governor has recently signed, the governor of Texas has recently signed. How effective is it and what more needs to be done? So, my friends, hang on to your hats. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we've got a great program for you. We really, really um, are, are have some great folks uh, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. We'll be right back with our first guest, Mr. Jason Jones. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And uh, I've reached out to uh, my good friend Brent Smith, who is the uh, attorney for uh, Kenny County. Uh, in uh, here in Texas, because he is the one that authored, he is the one that kind of got this ball ball rolling rolling uh, regarding the counties demanding that the state do something to address the border crisis. Uh, Brent was uh, was the author, and he's been mover and shaker behind behind the scenes on this issue. And uh, recently, the the governor came out with a letter. Uh, outlining what uh, the state is going to do to address the border crisis and to help the counties who are demanding a declaration of disaster. Uh, we uh, have seen the terrible uh, uh, pictures, uh, the terrible video recently of this little boy that was abandoned at the border. And uh, unfortunately, these things are happening all over the place, and uh, not to mention the trespass, the criminal trespass, of illegal aliens marching through, through people's backyards and uh, property, the damaging of American property, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I wanted to reach out to Brent and ask him what does he think of this letter that uh, this uh, memo that has been issued by the governor? Uh, does it uh, fit the need? Is there more uh, wiggle room uh, that's needed, or is that, uh, or do we need to get tougher? Brent, thank you for taking time. I know how busy you are out there in, in Kenny County. Tell me, what do you think of the letter that, uh, or the, or the memo that uh, has been uh, sent out by the, um, by the governor? Yeah, George, thanks for having me on again. Um, you know, this proclamation, bringing it over, it, it, it looks pretty good to me. Um, it, it says all the right things. You know, Tatum's going to be activated. Um, you know, it points out all the other counties that have already declared a local state of disaster. Um, you know, some of the language is pretty broad, and that, that can be a good thing. Um, it doesn't order anything specifically to occur like today, but it does give TDM the authorization to uh, start start moving. Um, you know, but I have to say I've been disappointed in TDM in the past because all the counties that have declared, you know, back in April, We've never heard from Tatum, and there's some confusion on, like, are they supposed to reach out to us, or are we supposed to reach out to them? But, you know, we did send them a, a copy of our declaration when we did it, and which is a you know request for help, and we never heard from them. So hopefully this proclamation by the governor will actually get them to get off the butt and do something. But, um, you know, I think it addresses a lot of things that, that need to be addressed, especially the jail spacing restrictions. You know, I'm not sure if many of your viewers you may not know, but in Del Rio, a couple of days ago, they had to end up releasing 300 illegal aliens into the community because they just don't have the space for them. And they're just hanging out at Stripes or hanging out at Walmart and just, you know, being in the city, which, you know, could probably lead to problems in the long run. Um, but one thing I did notice, though, on these counties listed, it's a limited declaration by the governor only for certain counties. And DeWitt County is not listed in there. Um, and DeWitt's had a lot of problems, with, just like everyone else. They, I don't believe they filed a local state disaster like other counties did, but I don't, I don't believe that's a prerequisite for this proclamation. And I don't know if it's just an oversight or if, um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. But DeWitt County should definitely be included in that. Amazing. Now the, uh, you know, the letter that you wrote was so good. I mean, it went national. I, I remember, you know, I mean, um, folks from the Fox News uh, had you on, I believe, but. Um, what uh, I mean, it, it, does this memo that the men, that the, the governor has sent out? I mean, do you think that uh, we need? I mean, it's particularly the issue of the state being able to address an international crisis, which this is. What What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, um, you know, the first on the, on the first page of the proclamation, it says, you know, the the border is the federal government's responsibility. 
that's the very first sentence of the proclamation. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, it is a responsibility of the federal government to control its borders, but in my view, it's not an exclusive authority granted just to the federal government. A state, as a sovereign entity, has the inherent authority to protect its own borders, um, whether it's codified or not. That's an inherent authority of any sovereign nation or any sovereign state. Um, and so it, this could have gone even further, you know, saying that we will protect our borders and um, and protect the citizens of Texas. It, it didn't go that far, but it, it came pretty close to it. So I'm, I'm kind of um, I'm hopeful that the governor's um, wording in this will actually do something. And uh, it, it does say in here, though, that they're going to start enforcing all federal and state laws on the border to prevent criminal activity occurring. So what that exactly means We'll have to wait and see. But, uh, yeah, let me, let, me, something. let me give you an example because, um, you know, one of the situations that we consistently see, uh, and, and, you know, when I've, I've heard from folks in your own county about it, is this issue of trespassing of, of, uh, of people's property, in some cases their own backyards, uh, being turned into, um, into landing sites for uh, illegal aliens to cross uh, or for the drugs to come through. The, uh, you know, private property being utilized, literally, or violated, uh, being violated by these folks. Uh, You know, we know that, uh, you know, you have local jurisdiction, you know, I mean, somebody can come and complain about somebody trespassing. But what if, uh, what if, uh, what should the federal government be doing about this for crying out loud? Yeah, they, uh, it, it's an issue right now. Um, you know, there's some property owners in Del Will that their backyard has basically been turned into an illegal, an illegal port of entry where hundreds each day are coming through, and the local law enforcement and the federal law enforcement are basically giving them a hand out of the river and putting them in you know, vans to go get them processed without charging them for trespass. In my view, that's unacceptable. You know, if I, a local resident, walked onto that yard, I could be charged with trespass. It shouldn't be any different for someone that's illegally in the United States to begin with. Um, and in my, in my view, they should charge each other with trespass. Correct. Every single one of them. You know, it, it, uh, it it's very similar, in my opinion, to somebody griping that uh, you can't put the wall up in my in, in, on my property because uh, it's my property, and you know the wall. Uh, it, even though it's a federal pro, uh, project, you're not going to uh, violate my private property. Well, here here we've got uh, people's private property being turned into a port of entry. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it, it's getting to the point where these illegal aliens have more rights than American citizens do. And, that, and that's just not acceptable. Not even close. Well, this whole situation also that you were, you were telling us about uh, regarding the release of, uh, of detainees. Um, I mean, you know, how many of these detainees are getting through that uh, have criminal backgrounds or uh, might even be terrorists, for crying out loud, or are sick? That's the other thing. And we don't know it. Right, right. Well, you know, the, the latest statistics on Border Patrol is, is from October to now, they've apprehended, not apprehended, 864,000 illegal aliens. Oh, my gosh. And normally, you know, most law enforcement would agree that Border Patrol usually is only able to stop 20 to 30 percent right. of all of the illegal entries. So if you start doing the math, that's a huge amount of numbers. And, you know, and we have no idea who those, who those other, you know, 80 percent are. Well, um, here in the in the last part of our of our uh, interview with you, Brent, um, what um, what do you what do you think? I mean, what, uh, is this a good first step? And obviously, does you know many more things need to be taken by the state if the if the federal government is not going to do its job? I, I believe so. I believe I believe the state. You know, and one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna try to reach out to some congressmen at some point soon, and, and on the Texas on the state side, and you know, Texas received a lot of money for COVID. I want to say it was like uh, $80 billion, or I'm not sure if that number is correct, but it's, it's in the billions. And I would say, why can't we use that money to build the wall ourselves? It's, it's you know, the federal government has given it to us, and it's for the prevention of COVID. And with the amount of people coming through, carrying not just only COVID, but yellow fever, dengue fever, all kinds of other diseases from South America, we should be able to build the wall using that money. Yep. And um, I'm going to try to reach out to some people and see, you know, I'm sure that I'm not the first person to think of it, but trying to push it and put political pressure on people saying, you know, we need a wall right now. I know it's going to take a while to get built, but we need to get started on that. Um, 
and until the wall is built, we need a human wall down there at the border. State National Guard, you know, state militias, whatever we can do to prevent them coming through the border and, and dispersing throughout the state. The closer you can stop it to the border, the less resources it's going to require. You got it, buddy. Couldn't agree more. Folks, we've been talking with um, my good friend Brent Smith from the uh, from Kenny County, Texas, uh, and he is uh, the author of the letter that got everything going as far as the declaration of a uh, disaster for counties along the border, which it is, and gets worse. It's getting this disaster is getting worse, and the disaster, folks, is coming to a community near you nowadays. <laughs> so, uh, Brent, thank you very, very much. And anything else you'd like to add before we go? No, I, I, pray, I appreciate what you're doing, George, with the business and getting the media, getting the media's attention on it. And um, you know, keep up the good work, and we'll get this, we'll get through this together eventually. You got it, buddy. Thank you once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 9:30 AM Radio, The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, my good friend, uh, Mr. Raul Reyes, uh, from the Castroville area, and uh, he uh, is living right in the middle of the uh, border crisis. And I wanted to reach out to him because uh, the governor of Texas has issued a declaration, a disaster declaration, uh, for several counties. And uh, I wanted to re- ask him, you know, uh, is this declaration good enough? What's the good part? I mean, does it go far enough? Uh, does it need to go further? Uh, Raul, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to be with us. What do you think? What do you think of the, about this declaration? Does it go far hey. enough, or is it, uh, or does it need to, to more? Yeah, hey, George, thanks for having me uh, one more time on your show. Yeah, I, you know, we just got uh, this declaration that came out yesterday by uh, the governor. You know, the good news is that I, I think, you know, he heard the call, um, as you know, uh, Kenny County, Bonverde, and a whole, a whole slew, slew of counties across the border district areas. They themselves declared a local state uh, of emergency, and it, it looks like uh, it has taken hold. And, of course, now the governor has declared a, it, it looks like it's, uh, when I say limited, it's by counties. It looks like it's the first 100 miles uh, off the border. So if you look at places like DeWitt and out there in the Goliath uh, area, I don't think those are included. So so, so the answer to your question is, uh, the good news is that it looks like the governor, uh, we've got his attention and he's moving forward to do something. There's, a, there's some ambiguity in, in the way he drafted these, but... Uh, or the declaration, but we, uh, truthfully and, and, and somewhat in, you know, in the defense of, of what we're trying to do here is the, we've never had a declaration of emergency for a border crisis. It's really always usually, folks, it's for hurricanes or, or for large fires like we've had in the Hill Country before. So this is, uh, you know, we're, we're trekking through new ground here. So the good news is that the, the governor, we've got his attention and he's declared a state of emergency. Um, the not so good, I think, George, is it doesn't, in my opinion, address some of the key things that are, I believe, beacons and or, or, or the things that are drawing uh, illegal aliens to the state of Texas. For instance, there's nothing in here that says we're going to shut down these asylum shelters. You know that a lot of the rallies out there have been, you know, in Crystal, uh, or sorry, in Carrizo Springs and in Valverde tomorrow. We were in Kenny County. You were there as well. And the... the it's a twofold problem. You know, we have a lot of folks, adults coming over, and then we have a lot of children that are coming over. And I don't see that this declaration of uh, emer- uh, of emergency status is getting into these asylum shelters. And so I, I would say that you know that's a big problem because uh, adults are using children; they're recycling them at the border. You heard the horrendous stories that little boy that, and you put a story out that little boy that got left behind. He's crying out for his father. 
And what they're doing is they're recycling kids. And I think these asylum shelters are, these are the beacons. These are the things that are drawing them to Texas because they will get processed through here faster and quicker. I don't, I don't see this declaration, emergency declaration addressing that. It's a good first start, but we're a long way from solving the problem, George. What, uh, I mean, people, people in, in, uh, at the border and, uh, near the border, uh, have complained about the um, uh, damage to property uh, and uh, how um, you know these car chases are endangering them even on the road. Uh, livestock is getting um, mutilated or or injured because they because somebody rips down a fence. Water is being uh, polluted, uh, and then just in general, people's uh, property is being trespassed. Uh, they are in, in Del Rio. Uh day before yesterday, maybe even yesterday morning, uh, a few folks at the Strife down what is, you know, center of town or almost at the major commercial area of town by the mall. You see 250 illegal aliens from Venezuela, Haiti, from everywhere, and they have nowhere to go. Now, this declaration, emergency declaration uh, by, the, by the governor, it, it does allow for the counties to reach back to the state and, and, and redress some of the monies they need to to counter some of these things. And and I, I think today I saw a tweet from the governor or somebody sent me a message where he has said that they're going to start to, you know, arrest everyone. Now, that's yet to be seen, and until I see it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll start to see some progress. But at the core, George, is, is you know, this is like taking the fire and we want to control it. What we need to do is figure out a way to just shut the fire down. You know, we have to turn off the water hose because we're, we're drowning literally here in an invasion. And so the, the declaration of itself, uh, again, it's it's ambiguous as, as it, in that it's very general. That's good because it allows counties and, and, you know, leaders to do what they need to do and push the envelope. And But because we haven't been in this place before, uh, it's a little hard to see how far we can go. Now, what's the governor going to do next? I'm not sure, but uh, I'll give you a perfect example. The Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds, she was one of the first governors that turned away uh, or turned away the federal government and said, we are not taking any migrant children because we don't have any facilities. I wish Governor Abbott would have done that in the beginning. Now, he ha- he didn't, and we have asylum shelters after asylum shelters. In fact, some of our representatives are out uh, Cornyn, Gonzalez, Cuellar, and I uh, forget who the other senator is from Arizona. They're pushing for more asylum shelters. So that makes Texas, George, the, I mean, it's, it's ground zero for processing folks to get into the country. So this is why you see Del Rio, Laredo, McAllen, all the way to El Paso. They're coming in droves because they know they're going to get processed and then led into the country. If I can, I would offer a new verb here, just a, a word that I'm using here is we need a go-around policy initiated by the governor. He needs to tell the uh, Biden administration, like Iowa did, we're not taking children, we're not taking adults. You get one passage, write a passage to the nearest airport, and you can send them to any blue state you want. That's what I wish would have been in this declaration. It's not there, and so we'll see what happens next. Yeah, the uh, the other issue that I'm thinking about is, uh, is uh, the detaining of illegal aliens in jails uh i mean you know kenny county valverde county uh they all have uh jails but they have a limited space to detain people uh and and, you know i mean again where do these people go right and those are resources that i think the governor is uh telling counties that are on this list that they can look for and he's offered some help i mean there's no doubt that there's something in this declaration and but at some point george i mean uh, if people and you've been down here you've seen what's happening it is an invasion there's more people you're not going to be able to build enough man camps and, and for those folks man camps are these temporary little housing that puts usually puts oil oil field workers in there so they don't have to go pay for hotels they're going to use those kinds of setups or even tents to, to hold but at what point are we going to arrest everybody the answer is we need to defend texas from becoming a blue state which is what the biden administration is doing to circumvent or go around uh, at the, the crux or the solution to this, which is to just stop it, which is at the governor's level. 
um, is simply just taking the fire and trying to corral it or, or trying to corral a flood. It's not going to happen. Uh, eventually, we're going to run out of resources. We're already um, we're already packed heavily at the law enforcement level. DHS is overwhelmed. Counties, uh, law enforcement also overwhelmed. And uh, the answer is we have to tell them to go around Texas, and that's all there is to it, like other governors have said. And uh, But we're going to need the governor to do that. Now, this is a good first step. And uh, but yet to be determined how this story is. You know, in closing, let me just ask you this one last question. Uh, you, you you were born and raised on the border. Have you ever seen it this bad? George, this is uh, you know in my fifty-one uh, years on this earth, and, and and you're right. I grew up in Del Rio. Wonderful people. We've seen we've seen nothing like this ever before. It is horrible, and this is why we're involved. There's a whole lot of grassroots out there, and just folks in general who have never been involved in the political arena or even the process of the governance, they're involved and uh, and I think we've gotten the governor's attention. He's declared a state of emergency for the first 100 miles, it looks like, on the counties, but we're going to need a whole lot more because it's that bad, folks. It is that bad. You got it, buddy. Thank you very, very much, folks. We've been speaking with my good friend Raul Reyes. Uh, he ran for Congress. He probably will run again, I hope. <laughs> but uh, thank you very, very much, Raul, for, for taking time to be with us. Hey, George, thanks a lot for having me. God bless. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez. El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP, 9.30 a.m. radio, The Answer. And uh, we've got uh, one of our guests who's been on before, uh, Miss Agnes uh, Gibney, who is a, an angel mom. And uh, for those of you who don't know, an angel, per, an angel mom or an angel dad are folks who have lost uh, a loved one to uh, an illegal alien, to an illegal criminal, uh, or an illegal alien uh, who was drinking or whatever. And uh, I wanted to reach out to her because we are seeing uh, the situation at the border where increasingly, they, uh, if they're lucky, if they are lucky, the Border Patrol is catching, apprehending uh, illegal alien criminals that have been convicted in the United States. On the other hand, we've got the situation where some illegal alien criminals that are already in jails are being released uh, because uh, ICE is being told that they are they, they need to be released uh, on technicalities. The other issue that we've got to remember is the recent situation where the news media, the mainstream news media, literally covered up, avoided using the term illegal alien uh, with regards to the murder case in Iowa um, Molly Tibbetts, that was murdered by an illegal alien criminal. And uh, uh, the news media literally covered, uh, avoided using that term, avoiding even talking about the issue that he was an illegal alien. So uh, I wanted to reach out to uh, Agnes, who is an angel mom, uh, who has, uh, and an immigrant, a legal immigrant, uh, to give us her thoughts on what is happening. Uh, to us in this country with this situation. Agnes, thank you very much for, for joining us today. Uh, how do you feel when you, first of all, how do you feel when you see the situation with this border crisis out of control? Well, George, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, in answering your question, uh, I'm heartbroken. The United States is becoming the country that my family fled from, communist Hungary. And maybe it's not as bad yet, but we are well on the road to becoming a socialist country. And I wish people would stop uh, being enamored with socialism equals communism, because there's nothing pretty, nothing comfortable or pleasant about it. And I am devastated because my family gave up everything to come to a country for freedom that we did not have in Hungary. And this country is removing slowly your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights. Think about it. In Hungary, they took everybody's guns away 
sweet talking everybody you won't need this and once they took their guns they massacred thousands upon thousands of people they had nothing to defend themselves with and this is exactly what's happening in this country we're being silenced uh, our freedom of speech is being taken away we're being censored the media most of them are lying to uh, to the uh, population they are not reporting facts they are reporting how they want you to think and unfortunately too many people have not been taught in schools to think for themselves and analyze a situation or to look into so they buy into the hypocrisy that socialism is a good thing really you know people are so uh dumb uh illogical by accepting that idea let's let's change let's talk a little bit about uh tell us how your situation, how you became an angel mom, and then we'll talk about this unprotected border and, and illegal alien criminals. How did you become an angel mom? Well, I became an angel mom, and not that I want to, uh, after my firstborn and only son was shot and killed by a previously deported gang member, criminal, who was going to shoot somebody else in the back and got my son in the arm. The bullet traveled across his chest, severing a main artery, and unfortunately, Ronald died in surgery. He literally bled to death, death in spite of all the massive blood transfusion that they gave him. When you hear the situation, like in the case of Molly Tippetts, and the way that the media avoided talking about this guy being an illegal alien, uh, but the fact that he was an illegal alien, uh, how what how do you feel? What do you what do you think when you hear of another situation? We had another situation in in Idaho recently where a drunk illegal alien ran a red light and uh, killed a young man, ran into him and killed him. Uh, this was only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, and so these are the situations that we're seeing uh, happening right now uh, that are being reported. I imagine that there are others that are not being reported. How do you feel about it? I am very angry, and I hold the country accountable for this. You, you know, I, I am very realistic. There are certain types of accidents that cannot be prevented. But when you have someone in the country that should have never been here, and that person killed someone, it was a death that should have never occurred. An accident will happen to anybody at any time, any place. But why, especially the ones that have already been arrested, once, twice, three times, four times, eight times, like in the case of Kate Steiny's uh, killer. How many times do you need to be arrested to say, wait a minute, you're in this country legally and kick you out? The same thing in my son's case. The guy was deported. He came back to the United States, probably immediately, probably hitched a ride on the back of the uh, ICE car and uh, hitched a ride back and uh, got arrested for domestic violence, inflicting corporal injury on a partner. Uh, and and what, ha what happened to the, the judicial system? They overlooked it. They never brought it up. They go, Mr. Gonzalez, what are you doing here? You have been deported, and what are you doing back in my court? They should have turned him over, over to ICE and or National Immigration, uh, Immigration Naturalization Service that used to be before. And no, they did nothing. So this problem is not just under Trump. This is not just current. This has been going on for years. How many thousands in thousands upon thousands, I would say probably 30, 40 million illegal aliens in our country, costing us thousands, millions and millions of dollars. And people argue with me and saying, "You, I'm stupid because they don't cost any money, they pay taxes. No, they don't. They don't own a home, so they don't pay property taxes to pay for, for their children's education. We, property owners, pay for their children's education. Then they go to a church, then they go to organizations, they get federal grants from the government, and they get assistance uh, indirectly, not directly through welfare. This has to stop. It really and does. One, yeah. <laughs> it really does. I mean, we are rewarding illegal immigration. We That's are? the problem. We reward them, we invite them, we reward them. They know how to play the game. You and I, if you something happened to you, you would know where to go to get uh, a bag of free groceries. I wouldn't know where to go. 
trust me, they know where to go. And then the other problem, they don't invest in the economy in the United States. They send their money all back to their respective countries. It's it's really outrageous the way that that this pl- is this is playing and you're right you know whenever you t- you you someone says well you know the accident was going to happen the accident wasn't going to happen if the person was not here in the country well, illegal yeah, that's exactly right and that it is one area that nobody wants to touch and nobody wants to comment because they know there is nothing to defend there's no no way to defend against that how is anybody going to defend how is Kamala Harris how is Nancy Pelosi or even Joe Biden going to uh, defend that my son was he died for nothing because our judicial system is broken and our country's security is broken and our government doesn't care you're right you're right and it's it's very very difficult to to justify or to excuse it and you can't ultimately you can't uh, you know, George, can I say something? When I immigrated to the United States with my family, my parents, my brother, and myself, we moved to L.A. And there was a port of entry in Los Angeles. I looked around and I thought, oh, my gosh, everybody here owns a home. Little garden in the front. They have cars. I went to the grocery stores and aisles and aisles and aisles of food. And, you know, I wasn't used to seeing a lot of canned foods that we see here, but that's another story. And I'm, I'm thinking this country really has it together. Our government, our elected officials are working, staying up all night to protect us so we can sleep uh, peacefully so we are protected. I couldn't have I couldn't have been more wrong because the corruption didn't just start now. Corruption has been going on for good, like good uh, for years, years. But the last 20, 30 years, it has gotten in your face corrupt, and there is no accountability for any politician who commits treason against their own country, against our country. And the sad thing is, George, we the people do not have representation by our government. Uh, I couldn't. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Agnes. I really can't. Um, we uh, we need to to uh, to conclude here. Uh, what what if you had Biden in front of you right now? What would you tell him? I would first show him a picture of my son's uh, grave, and I would ask him how many more people need to die in this country at the hands of an illegal alien for your agenda. Your job, your duty, is to represent us, not to represent illegal aliens and criminals. Unfortunately, this uh, government is, has destroyed everything that was in place that was working beautifully, our economy and everything. This is a man-made crisis pandemic. This is a planned pandemic that the government is sucking it up. Like they said, there is not a crisis that go, that goes on that the Democrats do not use it against you, and they are doing it. They don't let any crisis go to waste, yeah. and they are milking this 100%. First of all, and I would tell him, with all due respect to you, Mr. Biden, you have been a, 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 a congressman for many years. Now you're elected uh, president by cheating because there is no way possible that you didn't campaign. You were on the bottom of the barrel that all of a sudden you had all these votes. And if you know that you won legitimately, why wouldn't you say, let's do a, a complete investigation on the, uh, on the uh, fraud, election fraud? And I'll tell you, George, we got at my deceased parents' home an official ballot made out to a made-up name, half of the beginning of my uh, son-in-law's name and beginning of my parents' last name, a completely made-up name. Ovistel. Now we get letters for this person, Ovistel, that doesn't exist. Now this person gets jury duty summons. So you know that person is in the system already. (laughs) In this country, we can't stop this fraud. Come on. Yeah. Well, I I couldn't agree again more with you. Listen, we need to to conclude. Agnes, thank you very much for coming on our show, and thank you very much for for everything that you do, for being so outspoken and for and for speaking out uh, for angel uh, parents as well as uh, as well as for the defense of our country and its freedom. Thank you, thank you for having me on anytime. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 9:30 AM Radio, the answer. Mm-hmm. 
Hi folks, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism. Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And we've got our good friend, Mr. Jason Jones. <coughs> Excuse me. Mr. Jason Jones, who is the uh, expert, bar none, in my opinion, of uh, what is going on with the cartels at the border. Uh, Jason has been making the rounds and uh, telling folks about what's going on. And uh, he is really making a, a dent uh, as, as as far as the information goes. And, um, Jason, I want to ask you, you know, with so much money that's being made now at the border by the cartels in smuggling people and in smuggling the drugs, uh, the competition between the cartels has got to be intense. Give us an update. What's going on over there? Yeah, sir, George, as always, it's great to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity uh, to talk about this because I have some real concerns. You know, the... The cartels along the southwest border with Texas have been making some major changes. One is they transition from smuggling into trafficking, as we are seeing throughout the country, is you know they're charging these exorbitant fees to people, men, women, and children at all ages, um, in order to cross into the U.S. And now we're seeing where they are indebted to these cartels, even while they're in the country legally. Um, they are indebted to groups in a foreign country now. That, is, that has allowed the cartels to recoup their losses from what they call war, and they are making unbelievable amounts of money. I mean, we're seeing things we have never seen before. Now, what that has caused is some major changes that will affect all Texans and really all states in the central part of the United States. In the last six weeks, one of the largest and most hyper-violent cartels in Mexico, known as Cartel Jalisco New Generation, or CJNG, has recently basically absorbed one of the oldest cartels along the frontera or along the border with Texas, known as Cartel de Gotham. And so literally as we know it, CDG, or the Gulf Cartel, literally no, no longer exists. It is, a, it is a strange phenomenon. But what CJNG brings to our border is a couple of really bad things. And the first one I can say it in one word, George, fentanyl and in death. Because fentanyl is now going to pour into Texas. <clears throat> and we're beginning to see validation of that. I don't know if you saw last week Governor Abbott with the director of Texas DPS came out in Tarrant County and announced that they had an 800% increase in the first four months of 2021 in seizures of fentanyl. 800%. 800%. 800% that's wow. correct. Oh, jeez. And all of that is directly linked to CJNG and the taking over of territory. So when you hear me say, and you hear me all the time, talk about what happens in Mexico directly affects us in the United States, this is why you have to watch where the cartels are taking over territory, because CJNG is one of the largest producers of fentanyl in Mexico. Wow. It just, you know, it, it, it's mind-boggling that we continue to hear from folks in D.C., specifically the president, uh, Biden, saying that the, the, the border is under control. It, it, it is beyond me. I, I'm extremely frustrated about it. You know, not only is it a straight-out lie when you look at the government's own data, right, from CBP, which anyone can do. You know, the last, uh, for the month of April, we had 178,000 apprehensions. I can tell you that we, the system can't handle more, so you're never going to see it at 400,000 or 300,000. They don't even have enough agents to count more. So what that really means now is that we're at a point where more are just getting into the country with what we call uh, unknowns. So we're, we're in some real areas that we've never been before. But I also want to say this, that all of this is fixable. It is. And we know how to fix it. We know what needs to be done. The cartels need to be designated as terrorists, which are going to allow us to have authorities to go after them. We need to reinstill Trump's policies of migration protection protocols and an over-the-horizon approach. We get some of those things done. This is how we're going to stop what is happening right now. But I have to be very frank. I don't see 
any of that coming about when we have an administration that refuses to even acknowledge that there is a crisis that means there is no no policy there is no plan to stop it now to be to to make sure that people understand how dangerous uh, CNG, CNJG, Nuevo uh, <laughs> Jalisco. Yeah, CGNG. Yeah, CGNG yeah. is. They are the ones that backed the uh, when when the when Chapo's son was going to be arrested in in Guadalajara. They're the ones that rallied and chased off the military, right? Well, they, the let me give you some examples of where I think most Americans will remember CJNG. This is a cartel that's now in over 48 countries around the world. They have taken over about 22 states, 23 now, uh, throughout Mexico. And they have taken over some of the major shipping ports and shipping lanes like Zacatecas recently coming into the U.S., most Americans will remember them from the 2015 event where they shot down helicopters of the Mexican military as they came after their leader, known as El Mencho, in the Sierra Mountains. They are extremely hyper-violent. We see the same tactics we see with Middle East terrorist organizations being used by CJG, where they're cutting people's heads off, repeatedly videotaping themselves. And I will tell you, they bring a capability to our border that historically we've not had because... Remember, they're CJG, they're a Jalisco uh, state cartel, and now they're at our border. So with their violence and their trade craft, we will now see at our border and into Texas. So expect changes in the coming months, no doubt, happening to every American. And I just, I'm going to tell you that you're going to first see it in federal just surging in Texas. Gotcha. Uh, my man, you know, thank you. <laughs> I wish we, I, I, I really wish we had better news, but at the same time, we need this news so that we can prepare, and that's the it best thing we can is. do. You're, you're right. It is what it is. We are where we are, but I will also say it's absolutely fixable. It's fixable. We just don't have the leadership in the federal agencies or at the national level. That's it. That's it. Our good friend, Mr. Jason Jones, giving us uh, an update of what's going on with the cartel and the border crisis. Uh, Jason, thank you very, very much. Tell the folks where they can read more about you and um, read uh, your commentaries. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at jasonjones.com. That's J-A-E-S-O-N jones.com. Also at tripwirestriggers.com. You got it. Thank you very much, Jason. Stay, stay safe. You as well, buddy. Good talking to you. Be safe. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Thank you for joining us today, my friends. We really appreciate your support. We support, we appreciate the, uh, uh, the your listenership. Um, please, please, please tell your friends about our program. Uh, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, but we've been preaching and talking about the border crisis way before it was a border crisis, Okay. We've been talking about this program uh, since my days, or, or this cri- this issue, should I say, uh, since uh, the days, my days at RagingElephants.com. Uh, I mean, that was that was a long time ago, my friends. Um, we need, my friends, we need to be aware uh, uh, that a nation without borders ceases to be a nation very, very quickly, and that seems to be the plan that these uh, Democrats have. They, I, there is, I, I see no will, I see no effort on their part to uh, secure our border, even the Canadian border, even the Canadian border. And uh, next week I'm going to try to get somebody from the Canadian border to talk to us about the things that they are seeing over there. But, you know, so this is not a situation where they, they are trying to overrun our country uh, with Latin America. No, no, no. This is a, a situation where they're trying to overrun our country with the world. That's what it is. The other aspect of it is, and we've had uh, our good friend Todd Benzman on our show from the Center for Immigration Studies. He has um, uh, written another article about um, how, the, how the rest of the world, uh, immigrants from the rest of the world, are coming to our country. And uh, in Del Rio, as you heard from, uh, from Raul Reyes a few moments ago, in Del Rio... Uh, they've had uh, Haitians recently, Cubans uh, wandering around the streets being released. I, my friends, this is a crisis. And the question is, how are we going to ever get the genie back into the bottle? How are we going to reverse this? Because let's remember that when the Republicans took over after Obamacare, nothing was done about Obamacare. 
nothing has been done about Obamacare. So do you really have any expectations that when the Republicans take over, and I do believe that they will, that they will take over uh, the, the House and the Senate, do you think that they're going to have the uh, cojones, the huevos, to uh, do anything to reverse this invasion that we've had? Let me tell you what needs to happen, and I'll do it very, very briefly. First of all, we've got to stop rewarding illegal immigration. We've got to stop harboring and taking care of illegal kids, because all that does is encourage the use of illegal kids to, for, for families to come across illegally. We've got to, stop, to start deporting illegal aliens immediately. They are caught on the border. You send them back. You send them back immediately. Okay? No hearings. None of, no, no, no. Send them back immediately. We have got to stop hiring them. Okay? We've got to cut off the economics of it. We have got to stop rewarding them with benefits and privileges and rights. Yes, benefits like social, like, like welfare, like education, like any type of benefit. If they are here illegally, my friends, they should not get anything from us. They should not get talk. People talk about, well, they're paying taxes. Doesn't matter that they're paying taxes. They need to be removed because they entered illegally. We have to screen that. When we start getting tough on the hiring, on the benefits, I guarantee, my friends, that a lot of these illegal aliens will self-deport, will go home on their own. Now, that takes a lot of cojones, of huevos, of gumption, of guts. And I guarantee that I just don't see very many politicians that will have that. So therefore, I've got to pause and ask myself, you know, if the Republicans ever take over the, the Congress, if the Republicans ever take over the House or the Senate again, if they ever take over the presidency, are they going to have the guts to do something and reverse all of this? Once again, my friends, thank you for joining us. George Rodriguez, El Conservador. You can hear, you can uh, follow me on Facebook, on MeWe, uh, on El Salvador, on, on ElConservador.com, on uh, the internet, uh, and you can and you can go to Blog Talk Radio, El Conservador, and you can hear uh, uh, other uh, radio shows as well as uh, as well as interviews. Thank you very much for, for being with us. Join us next week. El Conservador, George Rodriguez, Econ, uh, on KLUP, 930 AM radio, The Answer. <laughs>